Okay, so out the rip, Mike Tyson asks Bill Maher, do you believe in Jesus? He says, and to operate out of a blind bias that not even the leading atheists and agnostic scholars would agree with. Why is Jesus so embedded in so many people's brains? You know, people that are Buddhists and all that. Well, I'll tell you. Um, I mean, there's some very interesting uh, scholarship done on this. It's a bunch of nonsense, and it's and it's wicked also. It's full of uh, ethnic cleansing, slavery. Again, just the fact that slavery is not... Bruce Lawn. Let's jump into this Mike Tyson clip. Jesus is obviously an ancient myth, says Bill Maher. Let's check it out. You believe in Jesus? You believe in Well, I definitely believe don't believe in Jesus. Okay, that's cool. Do you, why, why not? Why not? I'm just curious. I think stuff. the better question is why? Why would I? Because I'm not 10. Okay, because... Okay, so out the rip, Mike Tyson asks Bill Maher, do you believe in Jesus? He says, no, because I'm obviously 10. Interesting. I mean, it's obviously an ancient myth, and, you know... So, out the rip, I wish people who had opinions this strong would be at least willing to sit down and hear the best of the best perspectives, okay? To say that Jesus is obviously an ancient myth is just not true in a complete L. And Bill Maher is a, is a smart guy, but it just goes to show that even smart people oftentimes lack wisdom. They like the ability to understand everything they don't know and to operate out of a blind bias that not even the leading atheists and agnostic scholars would agree with. To say that Jesus was an ancient myth, you, you would be very hard-pressed hard to find anyone in academia that would say Jesus didn't exist. Okay, That would say Jesus didn't exist. Extremely, not only is it disrespectful, it's just inaccurate to say I'm not 10. Okay, that's fine, but brother, you're just inaccurate. You're just historically wrong and Unfortunately, that's we got to hit you with a. That, that, that's goofy. Let's keep going. Let's see what else he's. Even the Jesus story, his biography is is completely unoriginal. You know, all the gods that came before him had like the same birthday and the same and story. Though, as well. same story, the same yes, disciples like twelve people. Uh, many of them were crucified. On some... So this is also untrue. Mike Winger actually did a video about this, an exhaustive video. I can't get into all of it, but I recommend you guys check it out. Mike Winger did a video about the other Jesuses and who Jesus stole the story from. I'll try to link it below. Um, going over the actual quote-unquote parallel story and how like that claim is absolutely nonsensical. right? So people will spout out this stuff without really knowing what they're talking about. We got to hit them with another. That's goofy. The same Jesus yeah, they took yeah. the stories that were going around the Mediterranean at the, at the time, and they grafted it onto the life of Jesus. I mean, the reason why... And again, this brother sounds like he's like uh, an atheist from the 80s and the 90s that just hasn't really read anything. <laughs> like, no, like, no reasonable academic scholar says this sort of stuff. No one, no one slightly familiar with textual criticism of the New Testament, uh, slightly familiar with a guy like Bart Ehrman says this sort of stuff. Like, this is so far gone. Um, and so dated. It's one thing to be skeptical. It's another thing to 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 be dated with your skepticism. These aren't arguments people make today. <laughs> These aren't arguments people make today. This is this is like really sloppy on his part. His birthday is December twenty fifth. It's because that was, was the shortest day of the, of the year. You were telling me something. Yes, like that. right. Because that was the day that the sun started to uh, when days started to get longer again. So that the people in the pagan times uh, celebrated that day because it meant that we we're going to live again because the days kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter in the winter. And why is Jesus so embedded in our? So 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 check this out. He's kind of right on this point in that our holidays did get assimilated 
with pagan holidays. This is under Constantine, okay? Um, a lot of things got assimilated with other cultures and other traditions, okay? And so he's kind of right here with regards to the assimilation, but it's 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 post-Jesus and post these other things and combining these things, not copying these things. This is where he catches another L. Listen listen to Mike Tyson's question. The days kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter in the winter. And why is Jesus so embedded in our brain? <laughs> We're gonna why is Jesus so embedded in our brain? Interesting question. Such a good question. Right, the days are going to get shorter until there's nothing. This is what I want to know. Why is Jesus so embedded in so many people's brains? Even people that are Buddhists at all. Well, I'll tell you. Um, I mean, there's some very interesting uh, scholarship done on this. There were lots of religions at the time. Of course, there are many that preceded Christianity. The reason why that one caught on is because, partly is because they grafted these familiar elements onto it, like his birthday uh, and stuff like that. Which happened 300 and 350 years after the fact, when Constantine got saved. This is such a... Again, this is such a straw man position. It's it's really silly. Okay, so it's the disciples didn't muster up this this super elaborate plan to pull from all these different religions and started this. This is three hundred years after massive persecution that we started getting. Oh, well, Jesus' birthday. You know, you celebrate December twenty fifth. Well, this is really Jesus' birthday, right? This came hundreds of years later. So it, it, yeah, this is so He's bad. Coming back to life. That was an old story, but part of it that was revolutionary was his message that when it really gets good for you, is in the afterlife. Now, we're talking about a Roman Empire that was at least half slaves. You know, not I mean, people think slavery was an American invention. It was not. No. Everybody in the Bible had them. The word slave comes from Slav, and there's nobody whiter in the world than Slavs. That mm. Slavery has been around since the beginning of time. Yeah, and, most, and mostly it wasn't even a racial thing simply because people weren't living in an area where there were people of other races. It's just human nature, brutal human nature, to make other people your slave if you possibly can. Because when you remove God, might is right. If you can have people be subservient to you, might is right. If you have the if you have the the power, you take advantage of people. It's only within a Christian paradigm that we say you can't own people, bud. You can't own people, my guy. It's not that's not that's not okay. Hey, you may not know I make music, but I have a brand new song that just came out. Here's a quick preview. I went from being a porn addict to sharing the gospel with a porn actress who was criticized for being low status by the same only fans who treat us so lavish. I'm confused. I swear y'all thought he did doing podcasts, hot takes. He still can rap. Now, this is my first song that I've released in over a year. So I need you to go to Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you consume music and stream too soon right now. Add it to your favorite playlist, share it with a friend. So hit the link in the description or go to ruslantothemoon.com to stream too soon now. I'll see you over there. We have come a long way since that time, but in the Bible, nobody even thought to condemn it. There's lots of rules about slavery in the Bible. None of them are, don't do it. They never even thought to say that. In the New Testament, in the book of Galatians, it says there is neither free nor slave, that there is neither male nor female. So I think, again, he's conflating a bit here. In the Old Testament, many would argue that the, the form of slavery in the Old Testament was not the same as owning humans in the context of chattel slavery. That there's a completely different approach uh, to what it was, and it was similar to being a bond servant. Or, or someone that was, you know, working their way to freedom. It's why you had things like the year Jubilee. I think, I think, I think he's even conflating what biblical slavery was with chattel slavery. They weren't one and the same. Don't do it. God's perfectly okay with it. His boy Jesus is perfectly okay with it. They have rules like if a man kills your slave, you may kill his slave. Oh, okay. That sounds like a good rule. But nobody ever said, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we should put that in the Ten Commandments. I don't read the Bible, so I don't know. Well, I have. 
You didn't dig it, what you were reading? Well, as a historical document, it's interesting, and it's certainly fundamental. I would be curious if he read the Bible with any sort of commentary or any sort of like reasonably solid uh, historian or scholar to process the information, right? And what translation did he even read? This man was out here reading the KJV. Barely, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> did he really read the Bible cover to cover in the translation he can understand? I would go, ugh. To understanding our civilization. So I took it as scholarship when I was in college. But do I believe it? Of course not. It was written by people in the Bronze Age who didn't know what a germ or an atom was. It's a bunch of nonsense. And it's, and it's wicked also. It's full of uh, ethnic cleansing, slavery. Again, just the fact that slavery is not condemned. So again, I think what we're also doing is we're conflating descriptive versus prescriptive passages. Just because certain things happened in the Bible, that doesn't mean that there was God's heart for certain things to happen. Just because there's polygamy in the Bible and there was a time where seemingly God permitted them to have multiple wives doesn't mean that God's prescription for all people everywhere is to have multiple wives. If you go at the beginning and you go from the beginning into the New Testament, you see that marriage is designed for one man, one woman not for one man and five women, right? So you see this all throughout Scripture, the Old Testament and New Testament, Genesis and what Jesus was talking about, and then what Paul echoes in Ephesians and all that kind of stuff, that you aren't, you're conflating what you mean here because you're assuming that because something describes something that that is endorsing something. If, if, if the movie American History X shows not uh, neo-Nazis and shows neo-Nazis doing brutal things to people, uh, uh, minorities, then that movie is propaganda and pushing that neo-Nazis are good. This is such a super rudimentary argument that you can easily break down. So just because there's some really gnarly things that happen in the Bible doesn't mean that God was endorsing these things to happen. And it, doesn't, it also doesn't mean that when there are there are passages that are talking about annihilating the Canaanites or whatever, that that's literally saying wiping them out, right? That's, that's Bible Project. That's Frank Turek. You see passages used, and there's hyperbole used in some of those passages because they wouldn't wipe those people out because those people stayed around, right? So it's like it's like it's like it's like saying, um, you know, the Lakers are going to destroy the Boston Celtics. Not literally going to destroy the Boston Celtics, it just means we're going to really, 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 really beat the Boston Celtics, right? It's 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 a it's a literary device. And again, we're reading ancient Hebrew. <laughs> in American, four or five thousand years old, some of this stuff, right? So you're, there's a, there's a language barrier, and you're not getting all of the hyperbole, and not getting all these other literary devices that I think we miss just reading it as a word for word translation. That's a list of ten things you sh absolutely should not do, but slavery and are not on the list. This is um. How I mean, he literally talks about not coveting another man's wife. You would, if clearly assaulting someone in that way. If you're saying don't covet another man's wife and don't commit adultery, coveting is going to be where our APE starts from. So we're cutting out from underneath that this is not a, this is not an okay act by saying don't even covet. Jesus don't even lust after a woman. So obviously our APE and SA is not okay. This is presumed. You don't have to explicitly <laughs> you got to go explicitly spell it out. It's like it's like saying, yeah, don't don't murder someone. And then he said, well, why didn't the Bible say that you, you shouldn't assault someone? Well, because it said don't, right? Like this is, 
No, it's Bible, you talking about? The Bible, yes, the Bible. It's actually quite ironic because the Bible, I think, is like the most sold book. But isn't there so many? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that. Most, the most like book anywhere. Well, yes, it's the Bible. I mean, most people, uh, less and less as time goes on, thanks partly to me, are are less and less religious. But I mean, it's still mostly a religious country. Mostly people will say they believe in something. Now, shout out to my millennial friends. They're the first generation to be less than fifty percent, I think, who have a religious affiliation. The younger generations, more and more, are saying this is a bunch of bullshit. We don't need this to live a good life. And then they see how like immoral so many religious people are. So they're like, why would I want to get involved in this club? It's hypocritical. It's not real. And it doesn't speak to me. I have to leave religion is your conscience. You know what's good and what's bad. Yeah. What's well, that's, wrong, that's, what's right. that's your conscience. That's not religion. Yeah. Yes. And who gave you a conscience? We evolved to have this sophisticated conscience? Who gave you a conscience? Who wired you to know right from wrong? God. To even make the claim that something is morally wrong or evil or bad, to even do that, you're still borrowing from God, right? Like, where do you think a conscience comes from? Remove the conscience. Remove remove any idea of morality. Where did this stuff, where does this stuff come from? And the more you remove faith from society, you get more and more goofy questions. What is a woman? Oh, I don't know, whatever, whatever someone identifies as. What is, a, what is a human? What is a baby? Oh, I don't know, whenever you feel like it's a baby. Right? This is what happens when you when you remove objective morality from things, you just start getting these real slippery slope definitions of things. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that atheists can't have morals. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying morals, whatever whatever method we want to look at, whether it's the deontological approach to morals, right? On Khan, who is trying to remove God from morality, or if you're looking at our modern utilitarian way of morality, both are borrowing from God. Both, both are, are directly correlated with the New Testament morality that we're called to live by, which is in your best interest, by the way. I'm not sure if you know that. So whatever approach you want to get to morality, if you're an atheist, you're st it's still directly succinct with a New Testament ethic, right? It's still, it's still correlated. You're still borrowing from God in one way or the other. You just, you just don't want to acknowledge it. There's something different. I mean, if that, that could be your religion. Well, religion is a system. Religion is a is a formalized way of thinking with rules and laws and beliefs in things that are... And then are... again, we all have our own private religion then. But that's not really religion. religion. That's that's having better we have, no, we don't have to say, I'm just talking about the way we get up every morning, we wash our face, we brush our teeth, we... Well, that's, a, that's, we not, our, yeah, that's, that's like not a religion. religion. That's a regimen. Yes, we all Religion have... is regimental. It yeah. is. Well, yeah, yeah, religion is regimental, yeah, but, no doubt. Okay, well, we're arguing over semantics here, but... No, I'm not arguing with you. No, no, I'm just saying, I think what defines... Yo, arguing with Mike Tyson got to be one of the most scariest things ever. I just, yeah, you got that one, Mike. As a religion is is something that you're not describing. You're you're describing what you believe and how you live your life. You don't need religion. Well, Although, religion religion tells you how to live your life. But, you're, you but aren't in. you Muslim? Yes. Okay, well, that, that is a religion. Yeah, it's a very difficult religion too. But listen, that don't mean um you can't be a Muslim and live your religion and still think that somebody should be treated like a human being and not just be dictated by religion. Yeah. I would just say you're lucky that you're a Muslim in America. Because if you were a Muslim in most... Hey, you know, but listen, man, you keep saying that. You know how many Muslims in these countries think like us and just can't get over the oppression? Right. Exactly. Right, so don't say if I went over, no, everybody would understand me. No, but I'm more saying than I understand myself. you couldn't live, and, and definitely your daughters and your wife couldn't live the way they do in America. Exactly. They, okay, good. That's why, they, that's, why, that. that's why it was meant for them to live here. Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, that's why I said... <laughs> Yeah, that's why God had me live here. <laughs> Yo. That was funny. That was a funny exchange. Right. My kids, I, I believe that kids, our, our brain evolved. My kids are a lot smarter than me. I didn't go, I was a special ed kid. My kids are Ivy Leagues and stuff. So I think people you know, evolve. They don't have to, they don't have to have a sport where they have to get hurt or something to feed their family. Well, humans definitely evolve as 
individuals, hopefully we evolve as we get older. I mean, we get smarter, we have more experiences, we become more mature. Definitely men are very immature when we're young. You know, I mean, women. We, we never stop being boys. That's what I learned. I'm, I'm what, um, 50, 56, I, we never stop being boys. We may dress different. I, I, I can't may, speak for everybody. We may, we may dress different, but we never stop having that mentality of young and freedom. Men's brains develop later than women's brains, unfortunately. And so a lot of this stuff, I mean, a lot of the stuff you're trying to get young men to do is just not be self-destructive. <laughs> it's like it's like having a baby. Like the first two years of having a baby around, you're trying to just make sure that baby doesn't take itself out. <laughs> if anybody's had a baby, that baby's just everywhere. It's just ah, right. And so I, I don't I don't know if it's as much as, as evolution as much as um, just men and women are different. Women tend to develop faster mentally. Men tend to develop a little slower. Men's, you know, most of our brains aren't fully developed until we're 25. And so up until 25, you're just chasing dopamine and trying to do what makes sense if you don't got no good, you know, role models, father figures, folks that are helping you and guiding you around this path, you know? Yeah, so interesting. Such an interesting conversation. But yeah, this is why I think everybody should have a good Christian friend that can break these things down or at least be willing to hear out from Christians. Like, I wish Bill Maher would platform Christians. Not because I think Bill Maher is going to get saved, but because at the very least, you're not going to use outdated, uh, corny arguments from decades ago that no one in academia or in the scholarship community even takes seriously. I think that's that's an L for Bill Maher, and uh, and I appreciate Mike Tyson pushing back on some of these things, even though me and Mike, you know, definitely gonna disagree on religion, um, him being a Muslim, but still an interesting conversation. But the Jesus obviously a myth is is a complete L for um, for Bill Maher, and I really thought he was sharper than that. It seems like he was kind of evolving a bit. Um, but goodness gracious, was that bad. Hey, this clip is from our daily after-party stream. If you enjoyed it, consider signing up for our Patreon community for only $5 a month, where you get access to the replays of our daily after-party streams, as well as the uncut extended versions of our podcast, Discord access that's private, and a discount code for our merch store, only $5 a month. And ultimately, it's the best way to help us contextualize the gospel of Jesus using media, podcasting, and of course, YouTube. The link for that is in the description or in the pinned comment. The perks are amazing. You should get on there. It's only $5 a month. I'll see you over there, all right? Peace.